Hello everyone and welcome back to the Cycle Across Social podcast. In our second part of the season preview, we will be looking ahead at the women's races this Cycle Across season. And with me here to do that today is Twan. Hello. Tom and Isam couldn't be there because they have pretty busy schedules. Tom is in Korea this year, so he will be a bit less on the podcast compared to last year. Anyway, I'm sure Tuan, his expertise, will help us through this podcast. And we'll start off by talking about the single best rider of last year, Lucinda Brandt. I mean, last year she became world champion, won all the classifications. I think she only finished outside the top three one or two times. Incredible season by her. Tuan, if you look at that last season from her, surely there's no way it can be any better this year. No, I, I would indeed think it can't get any better, but uh, I, I think she'll still be very competitive and she'll probably still have her moments in her courses during the season where she will absolutely destroy the competition. I certainly think so as well. Of course, you could previously say that there was always room for technical improvements, but basically ever since she joined that Back then it was Telenet Fidea, now it's Trek Balwas. That team of Sven Nice, I mean, ever since she joined that, her technique has become superb. And of course, Alvarado, her technique is better, but Brandt, her technique is fine enough, in my opinion, to keep up. It's not to the point where it previously was where you would clearly see that she loses races because of it, because it is so bad. It is now just that Alvarado's is still better, you know? The... the Brand's technique is at now a very good level for cyclocross as well. I think Brand will definitely be up there this season as world champion. She is one of the only riders of who we know when she is starting our season. She is skipping Paris-Roubaix on the road, which is quite a surprise because her road season was pretty good this season. And she will be coming into the field on the 3rd of October, riding the Super Prestige in Gieten, before making the trip to the States and riding all three American World Cups. Do you think she will immediately be there competing for the win? Uh, if she's skipping the, uh, if she's skipping Paris Roubaix to be there, she has to be on good form and she has to start winning right away and uh, lay a foundation for that World Cup classification. Otherwise, I see no reason to skip Paris Roubaix, a race that um, she, I think, even came out of retirement on the road for last year, uh, and it ended up getting cancelled, of course, unfortunately. Uh, so yeah. She, she must be in good form and must be hungry for more World Cup success. Yeah, I would agree, because if you look at their road season, it was pretty good. She won the KOM in the Giro Rosa, that's the women's version of the Giro d'Italia. She got some top 10s in the Ladies Tour of Norway, also a World Tour race, third at the Dutch National Championships. She got sixth in the Women's Tour of Swiss. She won the Lotto Tullingen Ladies Tour, and then she got a couple of top 10s, including a top 10 in the Brabant Sapel and Liège-Baston-Liège. If you look at these results, it would be normal to see her in Paris-Roubaix. But Tuan, as you already said, she probably really has decided and committed to cyclocross, which is good news. And fingers crossed, we will see an interesting battle with that rival of her of last season, Alvarado, who had that bad world championships. But Alvarado, last year, she did become European champion. And personally, this year, I do expect Alvarado to be up there again. For sure. Alvarado, of course, even younger. Um, and uh, she, I would expect her to make some steps. And uh, hopefully she won't uh, start dominating too much to keep uh, the racing interesting. 
I think she will be eager to get revenge for that bad World Championships last year where she crashed in the first corner in... Uh, yeah, in, I think she fell into some very cold water and had hypothermia for the rest of the race, which was unfortunate for her. However, her mountain bike campaign hasn't been that impressive. It She didn't make any improvements there. I know Isam, therefore, is doubting Alvarado, especially for the season start. What do you think about that? They are two very different things, right? And we saw last year, uh, she came off the European Championships uh, into Gita and she had ridden quite well there and immediately was able to show that form in Gita as well. And it really uh, looked like a dominant performance. So maybe her not really doing that well in the mountain bike is a sign of things to come as in a slightly slower start to the year. But uh, she'll need to be in the United States to actually be able to uh, compete for that World Cup. Well, so far we don't know when Alvarado will be starting her season, but I can only imagine that will be soon. She isn't racing on the road in the near future. This uh, weekend I was in Belgium for a race of myself. I saw her training on the road with Royance, her boyfriend. And if I, look, I looked at her there, I mean, it was only a brief glance, but... It looked like she was already in good shape, no extra kilos or anything there. So I think she will be good, but maybe this year she's just going for a slightly different approach. More rest in the summer and then building up throughout the season and then really peaking around that Christmas period and then trying to prolong that peak until the world. Could be interesting, perhaps it works. Perhaps she felt last year that she was getting tired towards the end, which is of course very possible. So let's hope that we will see Alvarado at least battling with Brandt because that's the great thing about the women's cyclocross, these battles every weekend. Yeah, and if the battles have to start in the USA. If you make up a good excuse to not have to go to the USA, you're basically forfeiting your World Cup, which it would be very unfortunate, but would also allow you to rest more during the season, I would guess, and uh, maybe peak toward that World Championships, which might be the most important race after all. Yeah, I guess you could have more rest, considering you don't need to race all the World Cups. But on the other hand, these World Cups are the best races. And in women's races, there's a bigger difference between a Super Prestige and a DVV Trophy. And the World Cup, well, in the men's race, it's basically everyone is there. But in the women's races, really, these World Cups, if you want to see where you are, you will probably need to race them anyway. It will become easier towards the end of the season to say, okay, I won't go. But at the end, it is the World Cup. The most UCI points are up for grabs there. The most prize money is up for grabs there. So, difficult. Someone who I do expect will be going to the United States is Denise Betsema. She also had a good season last year, especially after the World Championships. She was really good. What do you expect from her this season, Tuan? Uh, Denise Betsema, of course, uh, flew onto the scene and has been sustaining her form. And then last year, we really saw that uh, she just had a few days where she was untouchable. And um, the rest of the season, she was kind of hanging around that third place. So I think she'll be hoping that she can make the step up to be more consistently even in that top two and have uh, more of those untouchable days on the most beautiful days of the season. I hope we'll see more determination to win this season for Betsema. I mean, last year, sure, she had those days, as you said, where she was untouchable. But in other times when she barely got beaten and she ended second or third or even fourth, when fourth was really the worst place she could get from that first group, 
in the interview she was still very happy and i mean okay sure positive energy is good but i feel like if you lose a sprint for the win and you're just in second or if you're racing the world championships which is the perfect parkour for you and you end third when you wanted to get the title i feel like mm -hmm. immediately after the race you should be absolutely gutted that you didn't win and i've missed that and with betsama i don't know if it just isn't in her she isn't that type of person but I think that if she would really have that mentality that a Brandt has, that Alvarado has, that gives them mm -hmm. like this insane willpower to go in the final lap. I mean, if you're going into a final lap with Brandt or Alvarado, they will give it absolutely everything. They will. They yeah. won't open. They won't give a single gap. When if you see Betsema in the last lap, well, hmm. Yeah, it really feels a bit different, right? When you watch those three race and. That is definitely, I think, something that gives Brand and Alvarado an edge. Uh, even when they're like, if all three are on like equal ability on the day, you would bet on Betsma finishing third, just because the killer instinct it doesn't quite seem to be there, and it's always very unfortunate to see. And it's something I think we we both got uh, were a bit annoyed when we saw that in interviews like yeah it's perfectly fine that i finished fur today when this was indeed as you said the worst place i could finish someone who also has that really that fighting mentality is Anne-Marie Vorst i mean last year wasn't the best season for her of course she won the Koppenbergkross and she got second at the european championships but after that it wasn't bad no no don't get me wrong it was decent, a lot of 4th, 5th, 6th places, but we're used to seeing Worst fight for the win with Alvarado, getting on that podium week in, week out, and usually on the top step, or if not, barely being beaten for the win. That was really what we saw in 2019-2020. Last season, not so much. However, she really came forward in that World Championships, fighting it out with Lucinda Brandt, and if I were to say myself, I expect to see that again with Worst this season, fighting up there with the likes of Brandt, Alvarado, Betsema and perhaps someone else. Yeah, you would for sure hope to see it. And, uh, well, we saw last season indeed at the World Championships, she can pull out these magical days when uh, you don't really expect it anymore. I also hope that Vorst comes back. It's really good for the sport to have close competit competitive battles there at the front. What do you think about Sonne Kantwan? I know you haven't been the biggest fan of her and you think that her time has been, but what do you think for next year? I mean, she had a pretty decent road campaign this year. Yeah, she looked all right in some of the road races. And, um, well, she's got still got the Belgian Championships, which she can maybe win. Although uh, the competition, of course, for that is increasing with every year. Um, I mean... I think Sonicant at best is like a fifth to tenth person at the uh, rider at this point in her career, and uh, yeah, that that's really what we should be uh, expecting from her. I think Kant. We need to be realistic here. The times and the season that she won 15 races and the World Championships and some other classifications, those days are gone in my opinion. The level has been increased and Kant, she's falling behind. And if you look at it, the whole generation of Kant, she's basically the last one standing there. The last one fighting against this younger new generation or just people who came from elsewhere. Is Kant not going to have shots at podiums? No. I think Kant is going to be better than last year. She's tried some different things. I think she 
can compete for podiums, compete for wins, mm, will be tough. Perhaps like on a good day as in Lille last year when the conditions also suit her, who knows. But I definitely think that Sonnekant will be up there. I wouldn't say 5th to 10th, I would more say 3rd to 7th or something. Another name we definitely can't leave untouched here is the one of the real standout riders of last season, and that was Clara Honsinger. Tuan, what do you expect from her this year? Uh, she has her courses, right? And um, if she works on that acceleration, I believe she can become a more all-round ridester and compete on more parkourses with the very best. But I, I wouldn't be too surprised, and I would be extremely happy if she managed to win on one of these very tough days, like in Namur, for example, in Gavre, like those types of crosses. So I mean, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing her race again this winter. So do I. I think she really just needs somebody to teach her some of the tricks of the sport. I think it wouldn't be bad for her if she could get some trainings with Sven Nice as Brandt did. I'm wondering what her program will be this season. In previous seasons, she always raced the American circuit. The American circuit is back this year. I think she will definitely be racing in the States, certainly until the World Cups. But after that, I expect that she will come to Europe because that's where the rest of those World Cups are. And I think she will be targeting that. Then what will she do this season? In my opinion, it's a bit tough. Ton already said it. The courses need to suit her. But then again, she's young. She can improve. Who knows, Ton? Would you would you think that in Namur she will be a serious contender for the win? Or do you think that that's maybe still a bit of a stretch? No, I think last year she finished second there, right? Behind Lucina Brandt, the gap only 29 seconds. Uh, I, I think there is definitely possibilities. Uh, of course, it's no guarantee, but I, there is definitely possibilities for a big victory this year for Clara Honsinger with everyone competing. Biggest issue for her seemed to be the start last year, I think. Yes. Partly, part was down to the fact that she needed to start at the back. But also the times that she did start in the fr at the front in the World Cup, it didn't look too good, did it? The acceleration just isn't quite there, and that's what you see on the far faster courses as well. Um, it's something I hope I hope she has been working on during the summer, um, because uh, if she can fix that, she's going to become a more complete rider and a bigger threat to everyone else. Well, this summer she has been racing on the road, so I assume that's good for acceleration. Yeah, it depends on the races you're doing, of course. Um, uh, a bunch of uh, time trials wouldn't help too much, or uh, a lot of climbing. But uh, yeah, she's been racing around Fayette View in the Joe Martin stage race, and managed the top five there. Uh, quite a lot of time gaps, so looks good for uh, her abilities this year. Well, then probably the last real big name that we need to touch on is Yara Kastelein. For her, almost the same thing as Vorst. Her 2019-2020 season was good. Got some good results on the podium often, even winning sometimes. Last year, she had a shocker of a season. She wasn't good. Just like Vorst, at the World Championship, she all of a sudden was there. I think she got fifth in the end from the top of my head which was a huge surprise, especially considering the Sandy parkour. What do you think she will do this year? Can she bounce back? Uh, I, I would hope so. She had a very solid road campaign 
So she has to be in like very good condition. And the thing with her always is that the technique seems to be lacking a little bit. So of course that needs to improve in order for her to make that step back to where she was in that top five. With Gostline, personally, I'm just not sure. I think, personally, I think she's better suited on the road because of that lack of technique. In the cyclocross, that's just really where she lacks. And on the road, she was very good in the Tour of Flanders, got crashed out on the top of the Oude Quaremont, unfortunate. But was in the second group there, or maybe even, yeah, I think it was the big chasing group behind two leaders. And she got a top 10 in another World Tour race, the Women's Tour of Norway. I think she is better suited on the road. Of course, we have seen it. Good road riders can be good in the field. So, um, well, I'll let Kastelijn surprise me. I think definitely on races like the Koppenberg, she'll definitely still be up there. Yeah, and I think uh, for her, she might want to go like the Marianne Vos route, for example, where she mainly focuses on the road, but still does a cyclocross for fun in the winter, you know? Yeah, that could be a very good option for her. Somebody who also seems to be leaning in that direction is a very big talent from Hungary, Katablanka Vos. Twan, what did you make from her season on the road and on the mountain bike, and what do you expect for her this season? I have to be honest, I hadn't seen her much on the road, uh, but she rode a very good Vuelta, actually. And um, I, I think she rode a very good season in the mountain bike races as well, uh, managing a top 10 at the Olympics, if I'm correct. And next year, she jo or actually, she has already joined SD Works, the uh, absolute powerhouse in women's cycling. So um, hopefully she'll still grace us with her presence in uh, the field because she's an amazing talent. And it was a lot of fun having her around and uh, fighting it out with the Dutchies sometimes. Well, not only a top 10 at the Olympics, as under 23 rider, she got fourth there. Really impressive stuff. And I do expect her to be good this cyclocross season. I can see an improvement in, the, in her technique on the mountain bike, something that was needed. The power, definitely there. Different team. I don't see that as a problem. Lotte Kopecky, who next year will also be racing for SD Works, has also uh, noticed that she will be trying cyclocross again. Voss is just in a big, big group of riders who are knocking on the door. Huge talent coming through. Fem van Empel, Puk Pietersen, Shirin van Androoy, Manon Bakker, Aniek van Alphen, Inge van der Heide. Ton, these are a lot of names and... Which of these names do you think will be making a huge step this year from... Well, I mean, Peter Sanf and have already done it, but out of these names, just what do you make of it? Yeah, it's, uh, they are very exciting times for uh, Cyclocross. And there is so many women that are ready to take that step, I feel like, and are like just pushing on the door, which is also why I'm surprised you think Sonicant will still be around that third place from time to time because the level is so high there's so many women like ready to come through and it's it's absolutely insane i there are so many of them yeah I, I i wouldn't be able to pick one to be honest i don't think picking one of these names is possible indeed i mean normally you would expect von ample based on her previous season in which she made a huge step personally i think she made that huge step last year and this year she will stay around the same level i'm really looking forward to peterse but peterse is somebody who is more suited to the 
heavy climbing courses such as we will find in Beringen, such as we will find at the European Championships and on the Koppenberg. Van Anrooy. Well, let's talk about Van Anrooy briefly. Last year, she, of course, had that nasty crash in Tabor and was out until the Worlds, tried to race the Worlds, but ultimately that was way too early for her. And this year she's been racing on the road and she's been doing really good for Trek. Yeah, it's just uh, been very solid. Uh, when I've been watching some of the races, I've seen her still late into the races, being able to help some of her leaders, sometimes even being able to ride for herself. Um, so it looks really good for Shirin, and uh, hopefully she can make a good comeback to the field, unlike uh, in the World Championships of last year, which was uh, maybe it was still too early, clearly. I think Van Anrooy and Peter from the names that we mentioned, will be the main ones competing up there with the big names, Brand, Avrado, Betsema, Vorst. Perhaps you are right that Kant will fall down, but maybe I'm just overestimating Kant for the reputation she has. But I do think that from the other names I mentioned, from Abakker, Van Alfa, Inge van der Heide, I think these three names are solid riders. Solid riders we will find in the top 10 almost every week especially Bakker, but I don't think that these riders will really be up there. The, of course, last year you already saw it with Van Alphen and Bakker really being there in the smaller races at the beginning of the season, and I kind of expect the same this year. Yeah, and I feel like last year at the end we saw Bakker also sometimes on the bigger races, like really challenge that top four and uh, actually put herself into it as well. Um yeah, so it, it has been a good backhand of the season, I feel like, for her. And I hope she can continue that because it looks really promising. Yeah, Bakker did have that phase in which she was fighting for the podiums. But then I do expect Vorst to be back. I do expect Kastelijn to be slightly better. I do expect Peter Sam van Androoy to make a step and then be around the level of Bakker. So it will definitely be interesting to see. And then we haven't even talked about a whole group of riders who either focus on mountain bike or road racing who will most likely also be coming to the cross. Evie Richards, world champion mountain bike, uh, Marianne Vos, Eva Lechner, Perrine Clausel, Anna Tauber. These are all names that we have seen in the top 10 multiple times previous season. What do you think? I think personally out of these names, Richards is definitely the standout name who has the most potential to do something. Yeah, Evie Richards, I mean, back in the day as well, uh, like four years ago, maybe already, I think in like Hoge Heide, she had just, or in Namur, she had just one of those days where she was completely untouchable and won the elite um, World Cup as well. Like, and I, I guess she had won at the Mountain Bike World Championships as well. Uh, she just has those crazy days where it's just amazing to see her ride because she absolutely destroys the competition. Yeah, definitely. I will definitely be hoping she will come back to cyclocross. Last year, she did a couple of races, starting in the Schelde Cross and then from Gavre. Two not great races, sixth in Namur and then eighth in Overijs and seventh at the Worlds in Ostend. Definitely solid. For Foss, I think she perhaps shouldn't be looking back to coming to cyclocross. Last year, she really didn't have a great season in cyclocross. And let's face it, Foss is getting old, and there's plenty of young talent that, in my opinion, should be preferred over Foss in selections for the World Championships. I mean, 
next year van, uh, van der Heide won't be under 23 anymore. Uh, Bakker is also not under 23 anymore. And if you already have the World Championship selection with with Brandt, Avrade, Betsema, Vorst, Kastelijn, that's already five places out of seven, I think. So then who are you going to take? Are you going to take Van der Heide and Bakker or are you going to take Vos? Well, yeah, it's a tough decision for the national team coach to make. And personally, I, I would guess, um, I, I would prefer to see Vos like even taking a bit... Uh, still enjoying cyclocross, but indeed these selections are very tough to make, and I think it's time for her to maybe take a step back and really uh, ride some of the smaller races and just have more fun because sh- she was still able to win a cross last season in Essen, of course not against the greatest competition, but these are fun days still to do, right? So she shouldn't completely quit cyclocross by any means, but maybe she should consider indeed taking a step back from like national team selection yeah of course she shouldn't completely quit cyclocross nobody should be forced to quit cyclocross because they don't make selections but maybe she should turn down her expectations for the season because every season is like i want to come on the podium at the world championships Mm -hmm. and that is not realistic anymore in my opinion but of course, it is Vos. She had a good road season, winning again a couple of big races. Gent Wevigem, also gold race. So you never know with Vos. She might surprise us. For sure. Let me then talk you through some of the big transfers of this cyclocross winter, uh, summer, actually, I have to say. It all begins with Kreven Fristas no longer existing. Their riders have been brought under at other teams of the Roodhof brothers. Anik van Alphen is now riding for the 777 team, and this means that Arzufi is gone in the 777 team. Where she's gone, we don't know. We don't know if she will be doing cyclocross, so we'll just need to wait. Kastelijn and Manon Bakker have been moved to Ico Kredan, the team of Sonnekant. It previously used to be a team completely around Sonnekant, but that has clearly changed. Also, as Marte Truyen has been signed from that team, she is coming over from the Trek Balois Lions. Then we have Maud Kapteins who left Paulshausen and now will be riding for Hens Maas containers. Lucels then has left Ico Kreland. She will be riding for Proximus next year. Ellen van Looy has left Trek um, Balois Lions and she will be riding for Van der Mole. Then a change in nationality. Riberol has changed the nationality to Belgian. Then we also have the final transfers and that is Catablanca Vash. Twan already mentioned it, now writes for SD Works, and Marie Schreiber has now signed for Tormans. That gives us the time to talk about some of the young talent, and I already mentioned one, Marie Schreiber. Twan, do you think that she will be looking good this season? It was last year I picked her on the podcast for like the young talent uh, that uh, hopefully would come through. Unfortunately, the season got uh, ruined by COVID as juniors weren't allowed to race like nearly anything all season. Um, but the races she was allowed to ride, she actually rode really well. So I'm super excited to uh, see her uh, now actually being able to compete this year. And I think like maybe on a crazy day, she can get a nice top 10 with the leads. Well, I don't think you even need a crazy day for that. You summed it up already, but last year, what did she ride? She rode the Rapencross in Lokeren. She got 19th there, season opener. The week after that, she rode in Kruibeke, and she got 11th. And, of course, this is the beginning of the season. No huge competition. There's still a couple of names missing. 
But then again, she was up there as still a junior. She's a year older now. She got second in the only uh, World Cup there was for junior women in Tabor. And she got sixth in the Troy Cyclocross International. So I think she could definitely get in the top 10 a few times. But she will definitely be competing with this other big talent, Zoe Boxet, who rides for the youth team of Dormans. Zoe Boxet has recently won the Watersley Ladies Challenge for junior women. She has also become triple European champion on the track. Also setting world records on the track. Winning road races national champion on the track and in the time trial. So Zoe Boxer, definitely a crazy talent. She will probably be racing the World Championships first before coming into the field. But this, in my opinion, is one of the biggest talents in all of cycling. So also in cyclocross. Yeah, Tormund's got a very talented duo year. And these are very exciting times. Uh, if they were Dutch or Belgian, they would have gotten much more press coverage from it. But uh, they, I hope they will let the legs do the speaking as uh, they are set for a very nice future. I definitely agree. These are two very exciting talents. Box is still a year younger. She's still junior, aiming to get that rainbow jersey in cyclocross in Fayetteville at the beginning of next year. Then some other talents we need to touch upon. Madigan Monroe, Twan. Yeah, exciting. Uh, last year she was able to do some decent results, uh, if I remember correctly. Um, also, uh, now 19 years old, second year of U23. So she was able to race a little bit more. And uh, we saw her around that 15th to 25th place a few times, even in World Cup. So that is looking very good. Hopefully she is able to make a step and able to race a little bit more. Uh, with uh, less COVID restrictions. Then another British talent, Tom has been tipping me about her, Millie Cousins. She has also become triple champion on the track. She always fights it out with Zoe Boxstedt. She is a year older than Zoe, but still, she is incredibly talented. In Dubendorf, she got fourth at the Junior Women World Championships, and that was the first of the back then first year's Junior Women. I am definitely looking forward to see what she can do, and she is riding for Eco Kreland this season. And then to end it off, two other talents is are Burkier and Durafou, both from France. Antoine, if we look at these names, what do we see? They're all from other countries than the Netherlands and Belgium, and I think that's good news. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's something we talked about briefly before the podcast as well uh, when discussing some of the names. And it's looking really nice for the internationalization of women's cyclocross again, uh, where uh, the Dutch have really taken over the past few years. And uh, it is really, really good to see so many talents from so many different countries um, making it into the sport and hopefully persisting with it. Yeah, definitely. These are exciting times for women cyclocross and cyclocross in general. I'm really looking forward to this season, starting off with Lokere next week. I do not know who is coming at the start. I can imagine there's still some riders who are not coming to the start because they want to take a rest or a bit of a later approach after their mountain bike or road season. But it will definitely already be interesting because especially in these races, when the best riders aren't there, this young talent has a great chance to show themselves. Well then, Tuan, I think we have given a pretty good look ahead at this season, which looks to be an exciting one. Thank you for being here with me. Thanks for having me on. 
We will be back later this week on Friday with the preview podcast for the first cross of the season, the Etias cross in Lokeren. See you guys then. Goodbye.